Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Shot Tuesday, where the podcast you can bring with you on your commute to work or listen while you're working. Because, you know, small bites, that's what we're all about. We're cracking on with our Going Apes Month, Barry Nixon, Jason Riley, back with you. Jay, uh, let's go on with Apes 3, man. It's not called Apes 3. It's actually Escape from yeah. the Planet of the Apes, but it's the third in the series. Uh, you want to tell me about some of your initial impressions? Yeah, I really like this one. This one is my second favorite of the original Apes movies. Yeah. Uh, it just really clever premise. I mean, however they got there, I know it can be a bit uh, spotty how you actually pull a spaceship up and then get it into the... We'll anyway, fix it. This whole time. Yeah, launch we'll fix it. it. <laughs> just in time. But they just skip over that, which is great. I, I distinctly remembered that ship being pulled up out of the water and them getting in it right before the explosion of the planet. But none of that happens. I don't know where I have that memory from, but. But they pop up out of the water yeah. and the humans show them. So that's probably where you got it. They're all there. Yeah. I just, yeah. I thought I had seen it. Like I thought they actually showed that at the beginning before the planet blew up, but it did not happen. So, right. Okay. So that was kind of cool how it's just the three apes. They're on earth. It was kind of cool at the beginning, how you get that, that landscape when they do planet of the apes and then a helicopter comes across and that's kind of how you're introduced to oh we are in present day yeah um, that was cool that kind of subverts your expectation of it which i really i liked i like that and i have to say one of my favorite parts of it because who doesn't love a great apes getting climatized to present day earth like a montage and they had that montage yeah. where Cornelius and Zero were getting in. He got in his suit and she got in her outfit. And yeah, was, they start doing the talk show circuits to become celebrities. It was a lot Basically, of Basically, they're going to all the society parties. They're getting drunk. They're having a good time. Yeah. What was it called? Grape Juice Plus. That's right. And Zero gets drunk and then spills the beans about the day that the earth blows up. And that's what shifts the movie into like suddenly then it's like the fugitive because yeah. they want to stifle uh zira and cornelius and i don't think at that point they know that she's pregnant but once they find that out they know it's curtains exactly and th th this guy's goal is to kill that baby because he knows that the baby's gonna talk and that's it that's that is it. it for humankind did you recognize that actor uh when we were kids from the young and the restless that's the guy who played victor newman <laughs> is it us. okay yeah that's yeah. the that's the soap opera guy Anyway. I, rec I recognized a number of actors, but I didn't know their names. Like even the lead, that um, Ricardo the scientist. No, no, he, him I recognize for sure. Yeah. Um, but the lead, the main um, Roddy McDowell, he's back, right? Because he's he's back in this one. Yeah, hard You're to not recognize him. Roddy. No, the the lead uh, human that found them with the with the woman that was in charge of kind of getting them climatized. The the good guy, he helped them in the end. Well, he gave them the gun so they could kill themselves, which was. An interesting choice. Huh. It, hey, was that the guy who played Buck Rogers back no, in the that, day? No, that's Gil Gerard. Uh, okay. This guy, I looked at his name. I know him. I've seen him. He's been on, um, I don't know if he was on a Star Trek. I had it, and then I lost it. So I'll think of that again at some point. But I recognized a number of the actors through it that were kind of, um, did other stuff. They were character actors in the 60s, and, or in the 70s and 80s. That's right. Yeah, but despite the... Uh, the the decline in the number of ape suits required only three they yeah. still managed to decline in quality like you know they really the mask yeah. yeah like you're not being fooled by that mask at all it was still better in the first I think Cornelius's mask and even Zero seemed to have the same mask but Cornelius looked a bit different 
Yeah, these ones are a little looser around the mouth, I yeah. noticed. Uh, the rubber it didn't quite sync up with the lips inside often. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so now we find out that uh, Zira is about to give birth to basically the destruction of mankind. So what do they do? They decide to hide the baby in the circus run mm -hmm. by Ricardo Montalban. What did you think about that whole? Another... It was kind of like a switcheroo because it was another baby ape there and they were going to do like a switcheroo. So they, the real, like, who grows up to be Caesar would would then be safe, right? They do a little yeah. spoilers, spoilers all over the place in this episode. Yeah, all over <laughs> the place, but that's all right. But because yeah. uh, he wasn't Caesar, Caesar, but he must be Caesar's dad or something. Or one Well, of that's Caesar's who, who no, he, he becomes Caesar, though, doesn't he? Oh, really? They, but he, yeah. they named him Milo. But he's like Caesar when the next movie, when he leads the uprising of the apes, right? Oh, he is. Okay, so that's all in the same timeline. Same universe. A, same universe, but same... Like timeline, he just becomes an adult. I I haven't seen four yet. I, yeah. I I mean I saw it many years ago, but I didn't wasn't sure if that was going to be him or a descendant down the line because there's a no, lot. No, it's of, him. It's him. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was another one of their, you know, they wanted another shock ending. Uh, you know, they had their first one was the shock ending. The second one was the exploding planet. And then this was yeah. kind of their version. And I think they were trying to set up at, as the apes movies. We always have the shock ending. And so it was that creepy mama. He sounded like the doll from the original. Planet oh, Christ. Planet. Yes, you're right. I didn't put that together. Yeah, he did yes. that the same. Wow. The same sound effect or something like that for that. When he's going, mama, it's mama. It's cheaper, I guess. I guess. These and guys are saving money all over this. Uh, yeah. Movie. Why did the gorilla, do you think, was willing to give up her child? Because for... uh, she must have known the importance of, if mm -hmm. she wants this, the future that she knows where apes are in charge, I mean, the kid has to live in yeah. order to lead that uprising. That's the only way, right? Yeah. And so her child had to make the sacrifice. I, I like how she's batted it in the water at the end, Zero. Yeah, it's not, not cool how they treat her. Uh, and then Cornelius <laughs> getting shot. That's not cool either. But, no. you know, it had to happen because... Yeah. Well, I guess it didn't have to happen, but that's just the way the story goes. Overall, what would you give this installment? Number three. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah. I enjoyed it that much. It was it was a really good one. It was fun and light at the beginning, and then yeah. it just got very dark at the end. But it still held together for me. I never really got bored of it. I watched it in one sitting. No, yeah. two, nice. two sittings oh, over two the sittings. same day. But I took a little pause just to get a little break. So yeah, it was good and great runtime. One hour and like 30 minutes is, is the way to go with these movies. I totally agree. Let's uh, segue that your thoughts directly into shot number two, or not shot number one, rather, and I will add my two cents at the end of shot number one. All right, Barry, for shot number one, I'm taking it all the way back to the classic, classic Jameson. Perfect. And I'm continuing with the cold brew. So good to have it back. Cheers. Cheers. You don't get any of those first shivers with the cold brew, Jay. The coffee calms it down. I think so. One counteracts the shivers. It just it guides you into a nice feeling of contentment. Yeah, wow. That yeah. it certainly does, sir. Let it be your guide. That's what they should say on the Let bottle. it be your guide. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, before we close the book on the third installment, I'll say mm -hmm. I, I agree with you, Jay. I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. I like the time travel angle. I liked... Uh, how it kind of turned into the fugitive once everyone, the humans discovered what the real end game was if, and the consequence of having these two alien visitors yeah. um, on Earth, what it all meant for the future. 
uh, it was great. And it was very cool to see Ricardo Montalban uh, in it. And I, I enjoyed the ending as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to cracking on with uh, Conquest. Yeah. And I will say, well, how did you find this? Because they there was a lot of exposition that talked about the sacred scrolls explaining this. The Dogs prophecy. died and then the apes were taken in as pets and then they became servants and then they became, you know, they could speak. It seemed like a bit of a rewrite from the first movie. Do you think it were these sacred scrolls that, you know, only they knew, but the rest of the apes didn't? Because the apes in the first movie seemed very unsure. Like these, the humans were just, they just things that didn't speak. But Zira and Cornelius knew very well that if apes actually, you know, eventually there was an uprising and the humans ruled them. So were these forbidden scrolls that they- They must have been, or maybe they were scrolls that they wrote based on their firsthand account, because they're the only ones who actually witnessed any of this stuff. They're they're the only ones who actually got to know a human and uh, also go to where they- Remember that, uh, where they found the doll at the end of the first one? Like they went into the tunnels and saw the infrastructure there, so boom. But it was very specific. They They saw it. It was. These were the scrolls, but it wrote. It was very written how a very detailed and specific piece. So I figure, this is my figuring, is that obviously they've kind of retconned it in. They, you know, as they said, they've plugged this in. But that's fine. Just like how in part two, Beneath, how Taylor had dog tags all of a sudden. He didn't have them at all in the first movie. And then he he pulls them out of his shorts because he needed to give them to, to, did you notice this? He needed to give them to, what's her name? Chevy Nova, he hands them <laughs> yeah, to Nova so that, yeah, so that yeah. Brent could find them. So, and that's how he identified that because she couldn't talk. So she had to have something that told him. So he, she had his dog tags on. He never had dog tags in the first movie. He just pulled them out of his crotch in the second movie at the beginning of the second movie in a flashback where he's like, here, take my dog tags. But they never found these things. Like had they found those dog tags on him, that would have spun the first movie in a whole other direction. I like how your eyes are, they're exploding out of your head here. Yeah, this is interesting, Jay. I've yeah. never, I never considered that. Yeah, yeah. You were just fine. He's like, oh yeah, these dog tags in my crotch the whole time, that whole first movie. Oh, they might've been like like up his butt. Right up like, there, I guess. He, to hide because he he got hosed down. He probably got, you know, tortured, poked and prodded. They would have yeah. found them for exactly. sure. They're not going to just not look at his junk. Of course they are. That's the first thing they're going to look at. Wow. That was stuffed into part two to help connect the story. So I think this was stuffed into part three, but we are expected to think that the way that they sold it was that Cornelius and Zira were privy to this knowledge that Dr. Zaius had, that they were, in fact, this whole uprising did happen with humans, but they just, they didn't, they kept it all down low. Yeah. Well, I could, that's totally mm-hmm. plausible because, um, you know, Dr. Zaius never wanted to acknowledge that, uh, that yeah. any of the thing about the humans at all. So it makes sense yeah. that maybe he knew more than he was letting on and it, it's yeah. in his interest to cover it up. But maybe he told those two, I don't know, maybe he was drinking one night, the same way Zira spilled her guts. Maybe exactly. Zaius too had a couple of champagne coolies and uh, one night he, <laughs> yeah. he was uh, getting a little uh, uh, loose slipped and next thing yeah. you know. Let all me right. tell you what's really going on here, guys. Something. Quick, shut the door. Shut the door. Yeah. You know, that that yeah. whole thing. Okay, so that's great. We got Conquest of the Planet of the Apes coming up next week. Yep. Don't miss it. We're halfway through right now. We are at the midpoint. We're at the midpoint. Eight. Yep. We're almost, this is... we're almost through it. And I'm betting, I'm pretty sure that they drop the the shock ending at, in part four. I don't remember a shock ending in part four. I don't remember it either. I just remember the uprising and then it's just sort of resolved as the uprising 
by the yeah. time we get to the fifth one battle for the planet of the apes okay so there is another battle to come yes what will he find out there doctor his destiny what else do we got? I think we should take. Well, let's let's put the apes to bed, uh, like yeah. you, you know, like, like we like to do, and maybe yeah. before or while we're doing that. Yeah, I have something. We... Oh, good. Yeah, I, I well, Thanks it's God. for you to talk. I'm setting it up. I'm setting this up because we are uh -huh. now in November. What has happened? Halloween. Halloween has happened. Halloween Roundup. I want to hear Halloween Roundup from you. Last time it was a cliffhanger. We weren't sure if this costume was coming in in time. It arrived two days beforehand. It was perfect. <laughs> it just couldn't have been sweeter, Jay. Uh, however, the costume itself, well, not everyone got it. Um, a few really? people weren't sure uh, what it was. I got one person thinking that it was Freddy Krueger. I was like, oh. well, the sweater? Oh. But what about I, nothing else? The hair? They're like, oh, wait a sec. Yeah, the hair, the glass. Uh, Freddy Krueger didn't wear Converse and ripped jeans. No. Anyway, uh, so that I have to be... Sure to uh, let my Etsy seller know that uh, while the quality of the sweater was great, it didn't help to sell the overall look. Oh, that's too bad. It was yeah. So I, I had to explain it to a few people, which I so thought new. it was a it was a slam dunk. But the glasses, it's funny. I really could have been wearing anything, Jay. You pop the glasses on, you just, you know, put the hair in front mm -hmm. of my face. Then they're like, okay, I get it, because we've all seen that picture at one time yeah. or another. But I could have really been wearing any outfit. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think, I mean, given the fact that it would, nobody got it, uh, you know, a few people did, but many people did not. Oh, well, I'm glad you got it, though. I'm glad you had the opportunity too. to bring it out into the world because that was important yeah. to come in on time. This isn't a sweater for everyday use. This is Kurt Cobain Halloween sweater. Exactly. And it's got phrase in it. So it, it's going to be, uh, yeah, I'll wear it next year, but I'll wear it to like a party party, maybe like Steam Whistle Roundhouse or like a Halloween party thrown in the city. Then I think people will, oh, yes. there won't be as many, uh, uh, you know, scratching the chin, kind of studying, wondering, is that, who is that? Is that just a 90s guy? Now It's like, well, you're on the right track. And then okay. when I put the glasses on, you get more specific. Now, let me ask you, if you had gone as zombie Kurt Cobain, do you think that might have sold it more? Uh, like if I had a heroin needle sticking out of my arm, maybe that, uh, maybe that you know, I was just, I just zombie. Obvious, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just have a guitar slung around my guitar body. would have done I mean, it. I could have done that without any makeup, but yeah. you know, um, I talked to Rob Peets about boring, like his $3,000 limited edition, one of six guitars ever made. Yeah, so no uh, but that was a no, that was a no from oh, him, but damn. Um, Rob. yeah, it, maybe in the future, like a, a prop guitar might yeah. be, uh, the solution. All right, for shot number two, it's Jameson Cold Brew, Jay. You've been a classic, classic Jameson. Cheers. Cheers. Can I promote oh. something real quick? Yeah, please. I think our dear listeners are going to like this. You know how I've talked about, um, I think I mentioned it on the show. I must have. It's it's an app called DC Comics Infinite. It is, <laughs> it is the subscription-based model that you yeah. can read uh, unlimited comics for. Oh, yes. Five, $5 a month, $60 a year. Well, I've got something new for our dear listeners. DC Comics Infinite Ultra. Okay. What yeah. makes it ultra? It's a new tier that they've added. And this is now $10 a month. It's dirt cheap. It's still dirt cheap for the value that I get. So $120 a year. Double the price, but yeah. Double the price. Cheap. 
when you read your DC Comics Infinite app, the comics have a lag time of six months. So the, the newest comic is six months old. With Ultra, it goes down to one month. So it is a month after it hits a newsstand, it's on your system. So I am now reading comics that are current again, because I haven't bought a physical comic in years, uh, other than omnibuses and, and you know, <laughs> giant comics like that, but a regular monthly comic. So I've basically fallen. I, I get I don't read the events. I don't really read anything current. So now I am again. And there's going to be a whole bunch of new and extra exclusive content. But just to shrink that window down. So now I'm reading. There's a, a series called Flashpoint Beyond where mm -hmm. um, this time travel kind of alternate universe thing. There's another one called Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's a sequel to the famous Crisis on Infinite Earths, 1986, 85-86 uh, crossover. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm loving this. I am reading current comics again on my iPad. It's $10 a month. It's DC Comics Infinite Ultra Tier. I'm so happy to have it. That's great. Yeah. that That is amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you happier. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal for me to get something like this. This is yeah. very exciting. I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, sign me right up. And I tried and there were some issues converting over. There were some problems. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't It wouldn't accept it. Um, but I emailed the helpful people at DC Comics uh, Infinite and yeah. they were kind enough to Ultra. give me a workaround. Ultra, I had to, I had to, uh, um, so if you're trying this, if you've already got a subscription, I had to, because I bought it through iTunes, I had to cancel my current one, and then reinstate as the ultra. And then I ended up getting, they said I would get a rebate for the difference because I'm partway through the year. And I did. I didn't expect I would without a hassle, but I did. Wow. Okay. That's Great. an amazing customer service story. It worked out well. Yeah. We need more of those. That's the best. When they come back and they have a solution for you, not just coming back and like, oh, we'll get back again. No. Yeah, they yeah. came prepared, ready yeah. to help. How is your faith in humanity? Has it been restored? Restored. It has Beautiful. been fully restored. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Whew. Well, I want to promote something too. A yeah. new podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show. Uh, the Tim Dillon podcast. You got to check out Tim Dillon. He's hilarious. Who is he? Uh, well, you. Well, first of all, he's a gay comic, an out gay comic. Absolutely, like shreds everybody. He's one of those guys. He's from Long Island, New York. Yeah, he's got a podcast. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's, you know, becoming more famous. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely fucking hilarious. Totally worth the time to, to check him out. The Tim Dillon podcast on Spotify. He's also got a, uh, he's on YouTube. And he also has a Patreon. So if you really like him, you can pay and mm -hmm. get additional apps. I'm clicking my pen. Yeah. And I'm writing it down. Tim the Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. D-I-L-L-O-N. The Tim okay. Dillon Show podcast it's i'm gonna check that out it's fantastic and there's like a a, a humongous back catalog of episodes oh yeah um, he's been doing it for a while yeah he has and so i've been listening to like a lot of the back stuff and uh, he just had bill burr on if you know bill burr the stand-up from boston yeah. he was just on uh, chatting i'm only about halfway through that one but uh is it yeah. always a guest every episode is <laughs> no it? there's rarely a guest it's mostly oh, just him uh him him and his producer uh, just kind of like shooting the shit talking about things in the news and whatever and uh, it's it's really funny and that's like us yeah but he We're is just... much more like rougher in terms of just like he just you know he just goes off on rants but there i shouldn't you know I, i'm not saying that dismissively at all it's he's hilarious mm -hmm. and if he comes to town uh, to do some stand-up in toronto which he was he was here for a new year's show i think last year oh, yeah. uh jay we gotta go check him out because this it's hilarious it's it's gotten me excited about stand-up comedy again like going to see it really so nice. yeah okay so, 
There you go. I I'm also gonna... have a uh, hearty recommendation for our listeners. Check it out. Okay. And check so... out uh, Jay's subscription there, the the Ultra Edition. Ooh, sexy. Whenever anyone puts Ultra onto something. Ultra. Yeah, it and almost sounds got... like a cigarette from back in the day. Remember, it was like Demoria yeah, Special yeah. Mild. And there'd, there'd be multiple words for, to describe the cigarettes you were enjoying. I, I'm hooked on it like a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> I'll tell you. And I love that. Listeners, we'll tell you to come back next week for a wonderful, exciting episode of Going 8 Month because we go Conquest. That's what we do. It's Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. You're going to want to watch it ahead of time and then tune in with us and follow along to all your favorite parts classic lines in this one that's not true i can't remember anything from it but we're going to get through it these are the two more painful ones we're determined to get through it in the meantime please check out our back catalog and then uh head over to facebook that's our primary home check out our instagram page and why don't you send us a question send us your thoughts on going eight months so far to our text line at 647-486-4848 jay it's always a pleasure seeing you brother and listeners thanks again for being with us Have a great night. Bye.